Today's episode is brought to you by Fantrax. Fantrax Free NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free at Fantrax.com slash locked on. Okay, I think it's time for me to address the elephant in the room. Yes, we're going to be talking about the incident that took place between Chris Kreider and P.K. Subban. Not once, but twice. Was it worth it? What led up to it? And overall, is this a good look for both respective players? Like I said, I have a lot to discuss in this episode. This is not going to be a normal post-game reaction. I'm going to make this an entire full-length episode. We have a lot to discuss, so buckle up. And uh, unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils are now 4-1 in preseason. But like I said, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. Okay, let's get this episode started. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews, and it's currently 2.15 a.m. Eastern Time, October 7th, 2021 at the time of recording. And guys, if you're wondering why I'm recording this episode so early in the morning or so late at night, depending on when you go to bed, in fact, this episode is about to go live in a few hours, but uh, if you're wondering why I'm doing this, it's just because, um, uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize for not being able to tweet live uh, updates during the course of the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers game. Uh, I was actually doing a broadcast during that time, so I didn't have access to my phone, so I couldn't watch the game. So, like I said, I apologize for that. And I also wanted to be able to just uh, rewatch the game, rewatch the highlights, uh, you know, see the key points, see the major narratives, whatever the case might be, during uh, the course of this matchup. And boy, did I miss a lot. So, I don't know the exact phrase, but when you blink, boy, does time speed up, and I missed a lot in this matchup, and I'm so disappointed because it was so entertaining, but even though we lost uh, 6-2, to two, it, it was still entertaining in some parts, so you probably n- know what I'm hinting at, so I'll address the elephant in the room in a second, but first, uh, if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about my uh, predictions in terms of starting lineup for the New Jersey Devils this season. I gave my predicted first line, second line, third line, fourth line. I also talked about the defense, and I talked about why this player should play this uh, line, why this player should be moved down, whatever the case might be. So give that episode a listen if you haven't done so already. And I also uh, want to apologize in advance once again because um, I I was kind of feeling myself in terms of just picking out uh, players to look out for in the next potential game for the New Jersey Devils. So as you guys know, I was kind of on a hot streak in that regard. So in the last episode, I also said, hey, keep an eye out for this player, that player, and also this player. But I completely forgot that the New Jersey Devils are in the midst of a back-to-back preseason game between the Rangers and the Islanders. So there's really no reason to risk uh, playing your main guys for two straight games, especially when these games don't count for anything. So uh, the New York Islanders game will actually be our final preseason game on the docket before the games count for real. So uh, after the Islanders game, we will be playing uh, the Chicago Blackhawks to tip off our uh, season. And that's once again, when the games count for real. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, this may have been a preseason matchup, but 
there was a lot of action for a somewhat not competitive game because, like I said, the New Jersey Devils, we lost 6-2. to two. Uh, We were kind of out of it to begin the game. But when you compare our starting lineup for this respective game compared to the New York Rangers' uh, starting lineup, uh, the difference was pretty much night and day. The Rangers were putting out like either their A or B team, and here are the New Jersey Devils putting out our C or D team because a lot of our key guys were out. So, like, Nico Heizer didn't play. Jack Hughes didn't play Mackenzie Blackwood didn't play Dougie Hamilton didn't play so you know we're missing a lot of key guys in this matchup versus the Rangers so we were pretty much down from the get-go but still uh, I, I still expected something better from the New Jersey Devils but you know we made headlines and we're trending on Twitter but for all the wrong reasons so I will address the elephant in the room now so let's talk about the battle between Chris Kreider and PK Subban I will give uh, basically the background as to what led up to their little feud in period number two and period number three, and I will give my final verdict for both respective players. So let's start out uh, in period number one. So Zabinajed uh, scores the first goal of the game, uh, and you know that's basically when uh, we went downhill. So uh, in the middle of period number one, PK Subban goes to the far side corner and is hustling for a puck. Unfortunately, it looked like that his leg got tangled up with Ryan Reeves, uh, who plays for the New York Rangers. So Reeves actually got hurt on that uh, attempt by P.K. Subban. He lands onto the ground. He's able to get up on his own willpower and skate off the ice. But still, he, you can see that he's visibly in pain. Now, let's talk about that initial, um, I guess, tangle up between Reeves and Subban. And the Rangers weren't really happy with that because they feel as though P.K. Subban did a quote-unquote dirty move on Reeves and it, it, it kind of injured him and and, you know, now uh, he's out with a lower body injury, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I get all that. I can get that. You know, it, it sucks. Like, it's preseason, guys. Remember my phrasing uh, the last few episodes? I said for preseason, you really got nothing to gain, but you got everything to lose, especially if one of your players gets hurt because it's preseason and the season hasn't even started. These don't count for anything. And now I'm already down because one of my players has to go onto the injured list. Now, when we're talking about that initial, uh, tangle up between Reeves and Subban I can get why the Rangers are frustrated but at the same time I think they're getting frustrated out of context and here's what I mean like well I looked at that play like repeatedly I looked at it 10 times I was looking at it on Twitter YouTube wherever I could find the video and I was like slowing down it and I was just saying like okay what did PK Subban do and the Rangers said look at PK Subban's left leg I don't know if they felt like he extended it lifted it whatever the case might be but you know from my initial reaction and maybe this is just me I really saw no ill intent from PK Subban like I didn't see him like basically force Reeves out of the way to get to the puck or just say like you know I'm gonna make a dirty move on you if you don't get out of my path like I didn't see any of that from PK Subban and you know I don't know if I'm the only one who who notices that but based on my perspective and just what I'm seeing on the video I'm really not seeing anything that's not considered a hockey move from P.K. Subban. Like I said, it just seems like P.K. Subban was hustling for the puck. Uh, you know, it was jammed into the corner. Uh, he, he, he was just trying to, I guess, maneuver his way towards the puck. And, you know, he got tangled up with Reeves and Reeves just fell onto the ground and hurt himself. But I don't think it was like, you know, the overall, I guess, if you want to call it a trip from P.K. Subban. I just think that Reeves just fell onto the ice awkwardly, in my opinion. And, you know, that's how he got hurt. I don't think... Um, 
you know, it was from P.K. Subban, like, you know, landing on his leg or anything, because, you know, that's one thing. Like, if P.K. Subban was to, like, land on his leg purposely or shove him into the boards and, you know, that results in his injury, that's completely something different. But it just looks like they got tangled up on the legs and Ryan Reeves just falls and he fell awkwardly and he he's hurt as a result. And, you know, like I said, I wish injury upon no one. And I'm not being biased here. I... I genuinely believe I genuinely believe that PK Subban meant no harm in, in, in that scuffle between him and Reeves so you know you, you you can try telling the Rangers that but they really did not care so we're going to talk more about uh the Kreider and Subban saga and basically you know did I agree with the penalties that were assessed to both respective players we'll talk about that in a second but first I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from Shopify so Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Believe me, this podcast starts out selling, and today we're selling a whole lot, and I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that makes it easy for any businesses to succeed from down the streets to around the globe. So go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Again, that's Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. So it's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. And this is possibly uh, is powered by Shopify. And now the second live read this morning comes from Fantrax. So fantasy hockey season is fast approaching, and I'm going to give you guys the inside track on the absolute best fantasy hockey platform in the industry. It's called Fantrax. Fantrax Free NHL Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. This is where I host all of my fantasy hockey leagues, and as a commissioner of some, I can tell you I'm never leaving Fantrax. Sign up for free today and a special offer for Locked On Your Team fans. You'll be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Locked On and sign up today. Fantrax is the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry. Have you ever been hosting your season-long leagues on another platform? No problem. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues for free and customize if needed. Fantrax is the most customizable platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. If you ever had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax Commissioner Tools allows you to create your fantasy league exactly the way you want. Do you want more player position eligibility? Are you a fan of head-to-head leagues? points roto category best ball fantrax has it all among all the most uh, trusted names in fantasy sports offering hockey football baseball basketball college basketball college football golf soccer and nascar if there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager fantrax likely has it fantasy sports doesn't sleep and neither does fantrax with seasons running 365 days a year there's a reason why fantasy players who try fantrax make it a permanent home for all their fantasy leagues again sign up today for free and be entered to win an official nhl signed nathan mckinnon jersey simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today that's fantrax.com slash locked on fantrax the home of fantasy sports easy switch talk about your own experiences with fantrax okay 
let's get back to the scuffle between P.K. Subban and Chris Kreider. So to start out period number two, the faceoff is drawn, and Chris Kreider was essentially looking for blood. Like, he went straight to P.K. Subban. He didn't even try to play the puck. Literally, like, I, I, I lie to you not, as soon as period number two began, as soon as that puck dropped from the referee's hands, Chris Kreider made his way towards his right to basically fight P.K. Subban. Now, they get into a scuffle, and P.K. Subban is just, you know, not throwing off the gloves. He's holding his stick. He's smiling. He's laughing. He's just like, I'm not falling for your BS kind of thing. And, you know, the, the thing is for Chris Kreider, it's just like, you know, going back to Ryan Reeves' injury, like, come on, man. Is this really worth, like, you know, headhunting, essentially? Just basically, like, as soon as that puck drops, you're going straight for P.K. Subban because... Throughout the entire game, P.K. Subban was, you know, the victim of many hits from the Rangers because they're trying to retaliate after that Reeves incident. And, you know, basically they're tied up. Um, Kreider is looking for a fight. P.K. Subban isn't biting. He has a stick in his hands. His gloves aren't coming off. And the referees come to break it up. But here's the thing that frustrates me. So both of them got penalties. So Chris Kreider had to serve a two-minute roughing minor. And he also had to uh, serve a misconduct penalty, which is 10 minutes. And then P.K. Subban had to serve a minor for unsportsmanlike conduct as well. That makes no sense. P.K. Subban didn't throw off the gloves. He literally had his stick in his hands. It must have been something P.K. Subban said. I don't know why any other reason why uh, Kreider would just go straight for P.K. Subban, uh, you know, get in his face, try to fight him. P.K. Subban's not throwing off the gloves, not wanting to fight. I, I really don't get it. Like, okay, why is I, I get Kreider's penalty. So uh, Kreider has to serve a roughing minor. And plus, he has to serve a 10-minute misconduct major. And then for P.K. Subban, why does he have to serve a penalty? He didn't do anything. He, he literally was like sitting there on pins and needles. I, I don't get the refereeing in this case. Like, why is P.K. Subban serving this penalty? Like I said, my, my only explanation is that P.K. Subban must have said something. Like, during their interaction, whether it was before the faceoff was drawn, whether if Kreider was in his face, but either way, like, P.K. Subban must have said something. I really got no explanation for that. And then, to start period number three, it's the same thing once again. Chris Kreider is going for P.K. Subban. Now, this time, P.K. Subban throws off the gloves and wrestles uh, Chris Kreider to the ground. Unfortunately, Chris Kreider uh, was able to knock his body off the boards and then basically flip it over, and now he's on top of P.K. Subban, and the referees have to get both players away from each other. And it's the same thing again. As soon as that puck is drawn, Chris Kreider goes straight for P.K. Subban within the first few seconds. Is this really worth like going after P.K. Subban now? Not once, but twice. What are you trying to prove? Like, like I said, that that uh, tangle between Reeves wasn't that deep. It wasn't that major. Like, that that's not one of those things where you you just try to fight someone not once but twice. This isn't really head hunting in this case because you know the fight was very minuscule in my opinion. We we've all seen worse fights, but you know, like I said, it, I I got no nothing else to call it. So you know, when you're trying to go after someone intentionally, it's called head hunting. So. You know, Chris Kreider fights P.K. Subban. They both, uh, uh, you know, are separated, and they both have to serve fighting majors. So they have to, 
uh, spend five minutes in the penalty box. And in this case, you know, I get it. P.K. Subban threw off the gloves and started fighting Kreider. So, you know, I, I can understand why he has to serve a fighting major as well. But going back to the second period, um, let, let me talk about both of my reactions for both respective players. Now, for Kreider, I, I, I'm going to reiterate this again. Was this really that deep to the point where you felt the need to go after P.K. Subban after the faceoff is drawn to begin a period not once, but twice. Was it really that worth it? It was not that deep. Looking back at the replay, I saw no ill attention from P.K. Subban. Not only am I not crazy, maybe he has to defend his player, but Lindy Ruff also agreed in his post-game uh, press conference that you know he didn't really see any uh, ill intent from P.K. Subban. And if you look at the replay, P.K. Subban is actually a, you know attempting to talk to Reeves and comfort him and help him up. So you can see that P.K. Subban was not searching for blood in that respective moment. So I, I have no idea why Kreider is going after P.K. Subban in this case. It's just stupid. Like, I get in hockey you have to fight, but there's pick a time and place. That wasn't the time. That wasn't the place. That was just stupid. And now you have to serve a penalty. And I get your team is up and probably you don't care. And for P.K. Subban, going back to the second period, this might sound crazy, but I actually commend him for not falling for the bait and trying to fight Kreider right away. However, here's the thing for P.K. Subban. You have to assert yourself. So don't be standing there smiling, grinning ear to ear. Come on, man. Like, assert yourself. Just say, no, I am not falling for your BS. Like, you know, it's one thing to, you know, not be aggressive. That's fine. But at least assert yourself, especially when someone is pushing their boundaries. That's something I've learned in my lifetime. Like, you know, don't be aggressive, but be assertive. For P.K. Subban, when you see someone is coming at you and also your team is down, maybe they could use the energy booster. Don't be afraid to assert yourself. But at the same time, you know, you don't have to throw off the gloves. You don't have to get into a fist fight. And then in period number three, you know, I guess P.K. Subban finally reached his limit to just say, you know what, if you want to fight, you want to fight. Albeit he lost the fight. He could have won it, but, you know, unfortunately ran into the boards and uh, Kreider was able to use that momentum to flip uh, P.K. Subban over and be on top of him. But still, it's just like I, I don't really don't get what Kreider was trying to do in this case. I commend him for, you know, sticking up for his teammate. But at the same time, like I said, you know, Ryan Reese just, it seemed like he fell off. I really don't see the ill intent from P.K. Subban. I really don't get it in this case. And yes, I would love to break this game down, but I, this is just one of those instances where I, I just can't just focus on the game. I got to focus on the events that actually specifically happened in the game because we lost 6-2, okay? There's really nothing to talk about. None of our main guys were playing. This is the main headlines because this is what I'm seeing on Twitter. This is what I'm seeing trend. So I got to discuss it, you know, uh, in, in this kind of circumstance. I know you guys usually like it when I break down a game and give my opinion and, you know, give it a grade, this, that, and a third. But uh, I, I just got to focus on uh, this P.K. Subban and Chris Kreider incident because I believe this is just, you know, headline news and this is worth uh, discussing. Now, we'll talk about P.K. Subban's reaction to the whole ordeal in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot 
lookout for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, NHL, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now the fourth and final live read comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It tastes like a candy bar. So did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors as well? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love mint and I love brownies. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar's the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar was also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that pretty cool? So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, let's get some post-game reactions from P.K. Subban because, obviously, we have to address the elephant in the room. I already told you what uh, Lindy Ruff thought of the whole ordeal. He said that he reviewed it, similar to me, 10 to 15 times, and he reviewed it with P.K. Subban as well. And he feels as though, like, you know, while he understands where the Rangers are coming from, they just feel as though, like, you know, this is completely taken out of context. So, uh, the question to P.K. Subban, according to Corey Massasek from The Athletic, he said, walk us through what happened with you and Ryan Reeves. Subban responded by saying, I just went into the corner and tried to make myself big. Obviously, I tried to go in there and brace myself. My leg was still on the ice, kind of dragging a little bit, and his leg sort of buckled. It's a tough play. In the preseason, you try to go out there and play and get your reps in and hope you don't get hurt or too banged up. He's an important player for their team and a guy that I know. It's unfortunate. I hate to see that. Obviously, you saw my reaction when it happened, just trying to help him. I hope it's not too bad. It is unfortunate. Like I said, for preseason, you got nothing to gain but everything to lose. And P.K. Subban hit the nail on the head. You know, when you lose a player like Ryan Reeves, it can be frustrating for the New York Rangers. But, you know, uh, let's look at some of his other response in in that quote, which is, you know, he was just trying to get his reps in uh, and he just got tangled up. Plain and simple. Like, there was no ill intent. And look at his reaction if you look at the video. He's trying to help Ryan Reeves. He's not skating away. He's not, you know, trash talking. He's literally putting his hand on his shoulder, trying to help him up and say, look, my bad, man. My bad. I can't read lips, but I'm sure that's what he was trying to say. Like, you know, just trying to help him up and just trying to help him get off the rink. And, you know, the fact that Ryan Reeves was able to skate on his own willpower is a good sign. So uh, I am hoping for the best, and I'm not trying to, you know, condescend the injury or, you know, the severity of it. I don't know uh, what's going on. They haven't released anything. But at the end of the day, I don't think P.K. Subban, uh, you know, 
wanted anything uh, you know, bad between him and the New York Rangers. Another question that was asked, what did you think of the Rangers' response? Subban said, yeah, I mean, you've got to respond. I think at the start of the second, I was a little surprised. I didn't expect that. Nobody said anything to me about fighting. I think at the beginning of the third, I wanted to give our team the potential opportunity to get back in the game, but also send a message that, listen, things happen on the ice. It was obviously an accident. I've been playing in the league a long time. I don't go out there and try and injure anybody or anything like that. I try to play fair, but I try to play hard. That's what I did in the third. So, like I said, if you look at the uh, incident between him and Kreider in period number two, Subban wanted nothing to do with them. He was just standing there smiling with a stick in his hands, gloves not coming off, Kreider getting in his face, basically trash-talking him, and P.K. Subban was not taking the bait. And then period number three, the gloves came off for both respective players. They got into a wrestling match. Ultimately, Kreider won it, but still... You know, when you get into a fight in hockey, it does boost, uh, you know, the other players around you. So, you know, there's that. And then uh, the third question was right before the second period, you were out there with a couple of officials. Uh, what was the conversation like? Subban said nothing, just conversations. If guys are going to talk to me about what happened, I'm going to explain what happened. Nobody really said that it was intentional. I think guys knew that it wasn't my intent. Maybe it's a difficult situation. When I play the game, if you watch me, I have a wide stance all the time. That's why I am hard to knock off my feet. Sometimes when you're in a position to try and move me, that's what happens. Legs got cut up and things happen. I try to play the game fair. I rarely go into a preseason game ready to fight, but it happened today. The only thing that I'm focused on is hoping that Ryan recovers quickly and he's back on the ice. That's all I want to see. I know he's an important player for them. This is all courtesy of Corey Massasak from The Athletic who covers the New Jersey Devils, but like I said, I, I don't think there was any ill intent from P.K. Subban. Uh, you know, like he said, whatever happens on the ice happens on the ice. And if we want to turn back the clock a couple months ago, look at what happened between Wilson and Panarin, in which Panarin just jumped on Wilson's back. Wilson just essentially did a wrestling move and put him to the ground. And, you know, Panarin uh, injured his, I believe, his ankle. And overall, it, it, it just caused this whole controversy between uh, is Tom Wilson a dirty player? Uh, how could he have handled this differently? And I said, Panarin literally jumped on his back. You cannot uh, jump on someone's back. That's a coward move. You cannot attack someone from the back and not expect them to retaliate. You know, Tom Wilson or no Tom Wilson, you can't do things like that. So it's not the first time that the New York Rangers are at the center of controversy between just uh, – fighting interactions. I think um, if I if my memory serves me well today, didn't Kreider get into it with Mikey McLeod last season? I, I It could have been two completely different players, but all I know is like something similar like that has happened before between the Rangers and the Devils. There's a reason why these two teams are rivals. There's a reason why Devils fans don't like Rangers fans and vice versa, but it just adds to the rivalry. But I think my final verdict on this whole fight is just like, Save this thing for the playoffs. It's preseason. You really think P.K. Subban is going out there, putting 100% in, trying to injure someone? Come on, guys. Save this drama. Save this BS. Save it for, like, the playoffs. Or or, or save it when you're trying to fight for a playoff position. Or, or, or save it for midseason when you guys are trying to compete for, you know, who, who gets a higher seed, this and that. Like, save it for that kind of, you know, ordeal. Save it for those kind of games. Not for preseason, guys. Come on. It's it's early in the season. These games count for nothing. You really think that's intentional? 
I, 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 I don't know what else to say. So my final verdict is, is like, did P.K. Subban get tangled up with Ryan Reeves? Yes. Was it intentional? No. Did Ryan Reeves uh, fall awkwardly? Definitely, probably so, in my opinion. And did Kreider overreact? Yes. It Was it worth it? No. So that's my two-cent opinion on this whole ordeal between uh, Ryan Reeves, P.K. Subban, and Chris Kreider. And uh, like I said, I would have loved to break down this game, but... At the end of the day, just more things uh, are, are important to discuss. So, and I felt like this was worth to talk about for an entire episode. I didn't want to just focus it into one segment. I actually wanted to make this a full-length episode because I had a lot to say in this regard. So, let me know what you guys think in this uh, whole fighting ordeal between Kreider and Subban and the interaction that Subban had with Reeves. And do you think it's going to hurt the New York Rangers? Do you think Reeves will make a full recovery? Do you think the fighting was worth it? Let me know what you guys think on my Twitter page, Locked on Devils. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and thanks for listening. And preseason will wrap up tonight against Newark Islanders, so keep an eye out for that. I'm excited for the season to finally be closer and closer and closer.